what does the word gutsy mean to you? Ooh, I think it means moving through your fears, tapping into your intuition, listening to yourself, um, despite what might be going on around you or being said around you and moving through that. So trusting yourself and moving through those fears. You're listening to the Gutsy Podcast, where we talk about all things real, raw, and ridiculous about running a business authentically. Whether you need an inspirational pick-me-up or a swift kick in the mental ass, the Gutsy Podcast is your bi-weekly guide to getting out of your head and back into action. I'm Laura Ora, branding and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs, CEO of Works & Co., and your host on this journey through entrepreneurship. It's time to fuel your gutsy. You've likely heard that journaling can be a profoundly healing self-care tool, a way to gain clarity, ease your mind, or simply reflect on the day and find gratitude in each moment. But does it really work? How do I do this properly? Is that even a thing? Today, we're chatting with Ali Mirsevic to uncover simple journaling tips that can help improve your mood and overall mental well-being. Ali is the founder of Blist, a self-care company that helps moms live more joyful, fulfilling, and connected lives through journaling. Ali discovered her love for journaling after having a challenging first-time postpartum experience and is now designing a line of easy-to-use gratitude and connection journals. Before we chat with Allie, I want to let you know that the doors to the next Mindfuckery workshop are officially open. And as a listener of the Gutsy podcast, you can get $10 off your registration by using Gutsy10 at the checkout. This workshop is designed to help you get out of your own way. You know that there's something that you're hungry for, something you want to shift, grow, or evolve into but your brain wants to take you on a wild goose chase. In the Mindfuckery workshop, we debunk that shit. You're going to learn how to shift your thoughts in the moment instead of it running you off your path. So if you're really ready to make a change in your life, go to lauraora.com, click on the Mindfuckery workshop at the top and enter gutsy10, G-U-T-S-Y-1-0 at checkout to save $10. My new friend, Allie, welcome to the Gutsy Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Laura Aura. I am very excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited about this topic because we were chatting beforehand and I'm like, I don't know that we've ever really had an entire episode about journaling specifically. We've talked about journaling as a tool within other episodes, but I don't know. I just feel like journaling is one of those topics where you hear a lot about it. You hear about the benefits, but then there's a lot of this like, and it's like this mystical thing in the background. So I'm excited to kind of dig into that a little bit further with you today. Yeah, I'm excited to help decode it and everything. Yeah. So I know that every entrepreneur has a journey. So I would yeah. love to hear a little bit about you and your story and what has led you to where you are today. Sure. Um, I guess about me, the first things that come to mind, we were talking off air a little bit about originally from Chicago, but now living in Los Angeles. Um, I've been in LA for the past 12 years. So this is very much home and I've gone through like a lot of 
growth while living here. Um, but at the same time, I still really identify with like my Midwestern roots and being a Chicagoan. Um, and it's something that I'm really proud of. So I always struggle when people are like, where are you from? And I'm like, uh, Chicago, but LA. Um, I'm a mom. I have two young kids. Um, my daughter is two and a half and my son is four and a half. Um, I met my husband out here. Um, he's originally from Croatia, but has lived here in LA for a very long time as well. Um, and have, like I said, just gone through a lot of growth here in LA um, from working in, you know, whatever you want to call it, a nine to five corporate office to now pivoting into my dream of being an entrepreneur and starting my company Blist and really going through a lot of stages with with the business. Um, and on the entrepreneurship kind of story front, I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur. It, it was like, I think just ingrained in me as a little girl. I And then in my 20s, when everyone after I graduated college and everyone was starting to like look for jobs, it just did not sit well with me. I was like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. Um, so I ended up traveling the world for a year after um, finishing college. And while I was traveling, I really discovered a love of travel. And I was like, I'm never going to get a nine to five. I want to do this forever. And then, you know, reality kind of sits it, sets in. Um, I ended up coming back stateside and eventually did get a nine to five within the travel industry and really made that my career for a good 10 to 12 years. Um, but always with this entrepreneurial hat on, kind of thinking, oh, I, you know, this is what I'm doing now, but eventually I want to have my own business. I always thought it would be in the travel industry because that was my passion. That was, you know, what my experience was in. Um, and then when I was pregnant with my son in 2019, um, my postpartum experience with him was really challenging and I had postpartum depression. So I was on medication and I was in therapy, which I like to be very upfront about. And I, while I, while in therapy, she suggested journaling as an additional tool to help me through it. And this is where I really discovered a love for journaling. Um, so I got through kind of that postpartum period and still wearing that entrepreneurial hat. I was like, oh, wait this is the business. This is my business. Um, when I was in that discovery phase of journaling and finding the right journal for me, I just, I really had a hard time. I tried every journal under the sun and just couldn't find one that I, I felt like there was something missing. Um, so long story short, kind of created the journal that I felt was missing from the um, wide array of, of journals available to, to one for one to purchase. Um, and here we are. Wow, amazing. I I mean that's the 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 classic beautiful entrepreneurial journey, right? Like you 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 find something, you have this itch, you see a void in the market and then you mm -hmm. you take it on and you fill that void and you create something that you know that if you're looking for something, chances are there's a handful of other people that are looking for that same thing too. So, yep. I just oh, that entrepreneurial spirit is just contagious to me. Yeah, um, it it is. And you know, actually, one thing that I left out of my story is Blist is actually my second business. I did have a go at entrepreneurship um, in 2015. I was doing professional organizing um, because I love to organize. Um, and it just felt like kind of the easy business to start. I quickly learned that was not for me, but I'm glad that I did it. You know, I learned like, okay, service-based business, or at least this type of service-based business is not for me. I really want to do a product. So it's kind of like, 
things were already in motion when, you know, I already was kind of thinking it. And then I had that, that challenging experience and couldn't find the right product. And then it's like, wow, I, I've, I feel like I've found my path now. Yes. Well, and I love that too, because so often we're like, you know, oh, if I don't, you know, I start this business, it's what I have to do forever. And, you know, I think it's just so important to know. It's just as important to know what you don't want as it is what you do want. And so I think it's interesting that you, you started as a service-based and -hmm. found that that's, that's not the road, but a product is I've heard it the other way around, but I, you know, and it's just, you speak on some very human things that I, that I just want to applaud, um, that included, but also I just want to go back for just a second and applaud you for your, for your openness about postpartum depression and mental health and mental wellness. It's something that I'm very passionate about making sure that we are amplifying those conversations and knowing that it's okay to ask for help. If something Mm -hmm. feels off, go to the doctor, right? Like speak with people around you. And so I love that you, you know, you advocate and are talking about postpartum depression, going to therapy, gain, you know, gaining support. And then, wow, finding a tool that now has turned into the business that has led us to have this conversation with so many listeners today. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. I mean, I do try to be as open as possible with my story. And I also like to acknowledge that during that period, um, you know, I really think it was the medicine that really helped me get through it. Um, But four and a half years later, we're here and journaling is still a part of my life and the medicine is not. So it just shows that it is this tool that's very much ingrained in now into my routine and everything. Absolutely. So journaling, like I was mentioning, I feel like you hear a lot about it, right? Journaling is so good for you. Gratitude, you know, reflecting on the day and stuff like that. But then I feel like it gets a little like mystical after that. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that feels like that, but you hear a lot about it and then it's just like gone. So talk to me about journaling. Like what, let's maybe just set the tone for what is journaling to begin with? I mean, that's a great question. And I would say that journaling is really whatever you want it to be. You know, I don't like to box into to one definition. Um, and this is just something my therapist advised me when I was like in this, this, you know, try journaling, try journaling. And she's like, Allie, some days you might show up and it might be like, you're writing a ton because you have a ton in your head. Other days you might show up and not have that much in your head, but you still show up and maybe it's three sentences that you write. And it's, it's really just that act. Okay. Here's my definition of journaling. It's the act of getting whatever is in your head out. And some days, like I just said, it might be a lot and other days it might not be that much, but those are both still the experience of journaling. I, again, I love that because I think one of the very first things our brain wants to do is say, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like how, how do I properly journal? But that's not what it's about at all. It, right. You literally get to make it whatever it is. And for some people, it might be writing. Some people it might be poetry. Some people it might be like literal just words. Some people exactly. it might be like scribbling or doodling or sketching, mm-hmm. right? Like it literally gets to be whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And so what are, what are some of the truest benefits that you have seen and experienced from journaling? Like, what can this really do for people? Sure. I mean, just, I'll, I'll kind of go through the research, you know, 
a laundry list of the benefits, and then I'll touch upon the specific ways that these have helped me in my life, both in motherhood and in entrepreneurship. But just in terms of like benefits that have been research-backed and studied, um, reducing stress and anxiety, really improving your mood and mindset, helping with sleep, um, and just that overall fulfillment and gratitude in your day-to-day. Rediscovering yourself, which is huge in motherhood, really connecting with yourself and your intuition, um, understanding, I guess this touches upon what I, this, this last point of really understanding yourself, but really understanding your emotions, your feelings, your triggers, again, huge in motherhood and entrepreneurship. Um, and then just an awesome tool for overall growth in terms of like one way I'm really using journaling more recently is helping me to achieve goals and manifest, um, and just provide further reflection as well. And then in terms of how I've really noticed some of these benefits show up for me personally, um, I have like three major ones. The fulfillment aspect, I truly feel more fulfilled in my day-to-day. And how that showed up for me is I'm on social media a lot as a business owner. And prior to like discovering journal, even I was on social media a lot not as a business owner. Um, But prior to journaling, I would get caught up in the comparison game and really get triggered by certain accounts or like, oh, why do they have this or this or this? And now I, I, I don't really have that comparison. I'm not in that comparison trap anymore. It doesn't trigger me like it used to. And instead, I use some of these same accounts who I used to get triggered by for inspiration. Mm. Um, And then really kind of speaking to that rediscovering post-motherhood piece, I really feel like I know myself more than I ever have before. Um, I I trust myself more. I am so honed in on my intuition, Um, you know, whether or not I'm listening to my intuition all the time because I am still human and caught up in the societal pressures and all of that too. Um, And then also something that has been huge for me is my sleep. I used to, one reason my therapist recommended at that time was journaling was just because I would have all these just running thoughts all the time through my head. And I just no longer have those, you know, my mind doesn't run like it used to with anxious, worrisome thoughts. Um, And that's just from the act of, I I believe, getting out everything that's in my head onto paper. Um, I do journal at night most of the time. So I think that helps like anything that is running through my head throughout the day, I kind of release it before bed. Um, But I I think that even if you don't pick up journaling at night, like that is still a benefit that you'd experience. Interesting. So I'm just kind of curious, like, why do you think that journaling helps with those things like what is is it about the act of it is it about just you know emptying your brain I don't know I just think it's fascinating how much a very simple thing kind of a great great impact on your mental health I think it's a few things I think it's kind of the act of emptying your brain I think if you use journaling as a reflection tool and you know, this is this is something else we can talk about, but people being scared to look back on their journal entries um, out of fear of not growing. I say that that's, that's an opportunity to dig deep into, you know, one, where that fear is stemming from, or two, if you did write something a year ago and you look back on it and you're like, oh God, that hasn't happened yet. Like, okay, explore why that hasn't happened yet. Um, so I think that that helps as well, just kind of the act of looking back on it as a tool for growth. Um, And then I also think 
if you're using a prompt or a quote or an affirmation, like that can help dig up stuff within your subconscious that you might not realize is there if you're just trying to think about it. Gotcha. Yeah. It's like, you don't, if you don't know what questions to ask yourself, how do you know to ask them? Right. So some guided prompts or guided exercises can be really helpful. Does your, um, because you have created this journal, do you have prompts in yours? Does that help people go through the process? Yeah. So my journal is, I do have prompts, not on every page. The way my journal is structured is um, the layout. It's like three sections. The first section is for your thoughts and your feelings. The second section is for your gratitudes. And the third section is for like what you're excited for manifesting or working towards. Um, And I really believe in this format. In general, I believe one of my tips is like finding a journaling format that works for you because I believe the predictability is what's going to help you continue to show up to your journaling practice. But going back to the format, I really believe in this format because it covers all of the bases, um, but it also allows for flexibility. So my journal does include section-specific prompts that you can answer if you'd like, or if you just want to brain dump, depending on how you're feeling, you can do that as well. Um, And then on every page, there's a quote or affirmation. And that's um, one of my tips in general, whether it's using my journal or not, but I really love quotes and affirmations, not just for the inspiration and motivation that they can provide, but also for um, the reflection that they can provide into the way your mind is working. If you read a quote or or if you read an affirmation and it's like, I believe that I'm capable of accomplishing all my goals. And the first thought that comes to mind is, oh God, no way, not at all. Like, okay, there's Mm -hmm. some, there's some digging there for you to do. Like, Where does that stem from? And it's just an opportunity to really like, I guess, see into the state of your mind. On the other hand, if you read that and you're like, hell yeah, oh yeah, I got this. Like, that's a great sign. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned some of the reasons why people might not journal, right? Not wanting to look back. Um, I would imagine time is a big one. Mm -hmm. What What are some reasons where you see people saying why they can't journal. Let's, let's maybe do a little, little mind shifting here on the episode. Yeah. I mean, I would say you covered the two major ones. It's time, not knowing how or when to fit it in. And then the, the actual, like not wanting to write it down. And I have tips on both of those. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Yes. Awesome. Um, so on the time side, I think just changing the misconception of what journaling is, and we touched upon this um, earlier in the conversation, but it doesn't need to be the 20, 25 minute journaling session every single day that you might be thinking of. Um, I'm the founder of this journaling company. I journal five minutes, you know, five nights a week. Um, I do like to do the more in-depth journaling, but that's not like my daily routine. My daily routine when it comes to journaling is the five-ish minutes journaling. Um, so I think just changing that misconception on time itself and that it doesn't need to be this long process and then actually fitting it into your routine. I'm a big fan of habit stacking. I know that that's like all over, all over the internet right now is habit stack stack in general. Um, so really think about your routine and where can you fit this new habit in with something that you already do for me and, and preferably something that you already enjoy doing for me, that's at bedtime. I really enjoy reading before bed. That's always been a part of my routine, like pre-kids, post-kids. And so 
now most nights I just journal for five minutes before I pick up that book. For someone else, um, it might be like in the morning while they're waiting for their coffee or tea to brew. For someone else, it might be like if they have that 3 p.m. slump and that's when they get on their phone and you know do their 20-minute phone scroll or whatever. Can you do five minutes of journaling before you get on your phone? Um, so uh, yeah, the habit stacking, but also trying to think of ways that you can stack it into something that you already do and enjoy in your routine. Um, and then if you're a calendar girly, definitely scheduling it in your calendar. Um, this isn't something I do, but I've heard success with it with other people who have mentioned this is this has been a helpful tip for them um, if, if you're like a live by your calendar person. And then sort of touching upon that layout, again, I really believe in having a predictable format or layout. Um, I just think, especially if you're new to it, that's what is going to help your brain know what to expect when it comes to journaling. Um, so finding that layout that works for you. And maybe it's my layout in a blank notebook, you know, covering your thoughts. Um, that's something that the therapist said was the most important is just like getting whatever is in your head out, your thoughts, your feelings, et cetera. Um, and then the second part, so I would say on this, it's kind of like, do what you need to do to get into the act of journaling is, is it first writing in your, like a note section in your phone and being able to delete that note? Um, is it writing, is it like a voice memo or not even a voice memo? Is it saying it out loud, the answer to the prompt and, you know, that doesn't live anywhere. Um, and then if you get to the writing part of it and you're still kind of struggling with the idea of just like having it out there, is it writing it down and then literally ripping out that sheet and recycling that while you build up this practice and this trust with yourself that this is like, you know, going to be a good for you habit. One of the most profound things that I've ever heard from a participant that took the mindfuckery workshop was, I got to the root of my problem and now I know how to move forward. This is epically huge because when you understand the root of what has been causing you to hold back, then you can recognize it. When you can recognize it, you can consciously shift it. And that my friend is where you start to see and feel the impact. The Mindfuckery Workshop absolutely opens the possibility to discover the root of what has been holding you back. And then you're going to gain the tools, the knowledge, and the support to know how to move forward. Registration is now open. So if you go to lauraora.com, there's a button at the top of the page and enter Gutsy10 at checkout to save $10. Class starts on February 26th, so I'm going to see you really soon. I've seen, I've even seen, um, I think they're called burn books where, you know, it's kind of a, a journaling practice where you get things out. And then there's this kind of therapeutic portion where you safely, yeah, well, disclaimer, safely burn it and like release it. And I feel like energetically yeah. that can feel really good as well. And, and I think that just kind of comes back to like, this gets to be whatever you want it to be. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I think that's why people don't start stuff like this, even though, yeah. you know, it can be beneficial. It almost feels like one more thing on top of everything else. It's so true. I mean, but it really is, it, it is such a simple self-care practice that can have profound effects and impact when you do it, you know, when it really becomes ingrained in your routine. And now like some of the people who 
customers and stuff, um, it is a part of their routine. But it doesn't, like any new habit, it doesn't happen overnight. Like it does, you do have to have that intention and desire to want to show up to your journaling practice as well. Yes, for sure. You know, I think for for no other reason, if none, just the act of emptying your brain mm-hmm. feels exciting, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, like you, just a conscious stream of thoughts. I mean, yep. it's just 24 hours a day. And it's not even always about something. Sometimes right. it's worry or, or concern and things like that. But it's just, I just have a conversation with myself all the time. So I think just the the art of like getting it out, mm-hmm. it, it either allows it to pass and move on, or it gives you something to build off of or grow on or, you know, figure out later. You know, I just think that the, this pressure of remembering so much stuff, it, that weighs a lot on you mentally. So just having something where you're like, okay, I'm just going to dump this down. Mm-hmm. And if it needs to be something, it'll be, but I don't have to remember it because exactly. it's, it's already here. It's like the mental to-do list. You know, we have a to-do list for our tasks. Like why not have it for our thoughts as well? Absolutely. There was something that you put in your submission form that I also really gravitated towards, which was talking about if you're an empath, Mm. how journaling can really make an impact. So talk to me a little bit about how that's helped you as an empath. I think that for me as an empath and sensitive person, I just feel things so much. And I, you know, recovering people pleaser, all of those things that kind of uh, um, some many empaths might identify with. Um, And I think it's just sort of the release of the thoughts and the pressure that I put on myself throughout the day to like that people pleasing or the, what did this person think of me? And it's get, you know, I've come a long way, but it's still there. It might just be come with the territory of being like a highly sensitive person or an empath. So I think it really is just that like time for myself where I can be whoever I am, gain the confidence to be whoever I am, and then take that out in the world. Hmm. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also thinking as you were as you were talking about how, you know, so much about being an empath is is absorbing other people's energy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like journaling could be a way to release what you have absorbed. I love whether that. it's whether it's in a thought or a comment or a feeling like it's a way to, to let go of whatever you absorbed in the day. It's so true. And I actually do something similar to that where it's like, I let I'm, I, and I just started this as I realize on this entrepreneurship journey, like I'm letting kind of the, the programming of society just kind of get in my head a bit as I'm on this, you know, new ish path of entrepreneurship. And I'm like, I don't want to have those thoughts identified with being an entrepreneur. So it's literally just like writing it down. Like, and that was actually one of my tips that I wrote down for if someone doesn't know what to write, like start with, I release, what do you release? Is it a feeling? Is it a thought? Is it a trigger? Is it an experience? Um, So I'm doing that a lot right now as well. Just like I've released this thought, like whether it's my own thought or a thought that I feel like is, you know, being programmed into me. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think that anytime as an empath that you incorporate tools to release, whatever that is, the more the merrier, to be honest with you, because (laughs) that shit gets heavy Um, and and confusing, right? It gets confusing. 
And one thing I would, I, I sort of just touched upon it, but is that, that confidence, um, I really, you know, I'm almost 40 and I just feel like I'm every step of the way. I felt like I've been as authentic as possible, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, I thought I was like living authentically, but like there was still a lot of stuff I was doing to the people pleasing, the picking up other energy, et cetera, et cetera. And now I, I'm like realizing that and letting all that go. And I'm really feeling like I'm finding my authentic self. Now, who knows, 10 years from now, I might look back on this and be like, oh, you were still like picking up all the energies and stuff. But it, it really is helping instill more confidence in me and then taking that confidence out into the world on my entrepreneurship journey. Yes. Well, and you know, we're, we're all forever growing. Yes. And I think, I think that there is there's something to be said about just owning that, that it's never really about a milestone marker or a completion, right? Like you can, you can feel good in the space that you're at. I'm not saying about always searching and scratching for something new, right? but I am saying to stay open that we're continuously growing and evolving as human beings because everything around us is continuously growing and evolving. So for, for some people that might be interested in dabbling in journaling, but they're not quite sure what to do. What give us some examples of journaling practices? What are some different things or ways that they might get started? Um, sure. I mean, the first would be just, I think, like releasing whatever is in your head out and whether that's using an actual prompt, whether it's using like a, I feel I release, um, et cetera. Um, and really just stream of consciousness writing, um, there's, and then gratitude is another aspect of journaling. I kind of build it in to my journal all is one, but you could very well do like, just focus on gratitude journaling. Um, and that can be anything as well. That can be answering a gratitude prompt. Um, I mainly do lists when it comes to my gratitude practice in my journal um, and writing down like five things I'm grateful for. Most recently, um, as a nod to kind of manifestation, I've been doing three things I'm grateful for that like are in my life and two things I'm grateful for that have not happened yet, but I believe will happen. Um, mm -hmm. So there's just like a lot of different ways you can use journaling, gratitude, et cetera. Um, and then touching still upon that, that goal setting manifestation, um, tapping into the feelings that you want to feel when you imagine accomplishing a goal. Um, and also using journaling as a way to figure out what your ideal, you know, what your goals are. What does your ideal day look like, your ideal year? Um, how close are you to living that ideal? How can you fit in or incorporate some of those elements of your ideal into your daily life? And how can you create goals around that ideal day or ideal year? Beautiful. I love those examples because it you know, again, it just kind of helps to give a little bit of a direction because mm -hmm. I would imagine it would be easy to just grab a notebook or a notepad and be like, okay, I'm going to journal and then just stare at it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like what am I supposed to do with this blank sheet of paper? But if you yeah. have some, you know, a couple of ideas of directions and if, and if none of that is coming to you, just writing what you're thinking. Yeah. Right. And even if none of that is coming for you, this is another little good trick, right? I don't know what to write. And you will be surprised at 
what actually you start to write, like, oh, I don't know what to write. Is this working? I have no idea if this is working. Like, what is journaling anyways? I remember when I journaled as a young kid. Oh, I, you know, and it just like, it's kind of that way to get that stream of consciousness going. And it really doesn't matter what you write. I imagine that would, that would open up some cracks in your brain in a good yeah. way. <laughs> in a good way. Because, <laughs> you know, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that in its own, just writing out, I don't know what to write. It it gives your subconscious mind a little bit of permission to do things in a messy way, mm-hmm. right? It just opens it up. It, it takes the pressure off. My gosh, we put so much pressure on ourselves, don't we? Even in, even in our practices where we're trying to better ourselves, we're making it really fucking difficult, right. <laughs> You know, and just the simple act of writing, I don't know what to write. And then seeing where that might take you and it might lead you to something. Yeah. You might have a profound moment and it might turn to nothing. Both of them are completely okay. Exactly. And I mean, you just explained it better than I I could, but that's exactly it. No, um, no. I mean, I it's it's bouncing off of one another, right? It's yeah, it's yeah. it's really just kind of feeling into it and being like, gosh, I I didn't really quite realize how difficult I'm making something. That right. is very quite simple and actually could be pretty profound in my world. Mm-hmm. And wow. I mean, one thing I do want to emphasize is like anything, the more you do it, it will get easier. But again, as someone I've been journaling pretty regularly for four and a half years right now, and I went to journal the other night and I was like, gosh, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, you know, I was like, didn't have much in my head. And so I put into practice what I've said and I'm like, okay, I, I'm feeling pretty good. I think like today was a great day and I didn't feel triggered. I'm not sure what to focus on right now. Like, but this counts as something. And I kind of like to compare it to working out. Like there are those days you want to do the strength or the cardio or the like really intense workout. And then there are the other days. I mean, most of my days are the other days, but then there are the other days where you want to do like the stretching or the yoga or, you know, it's not like the same thing every day. And that's the same with journaling. Yeah. I think also too, like giving yourself a little, I mean, this isn't necessary, right? But it's just coming to mind. So I want to say it, but like romanticizing it a little bit for yourself, mm-hmm. like, like getting yourself a really good pen that you just love the way that it writes, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Or the right tool, like notebook or the the way that it lays or, you know, getting something like yours that like really helps and guide, you know, just like romanticizing it a little bit. If yeah. you don't have any of that stuff, don't let that be the reason that you don't start, right? Like a sheet of notebook paper and a ballpoint pen from Walmart will do wonders, right? right. We don't need it to totally. be fancy, but if this is something that you're really wanting to incorporate, um, maybe adding in some of those little flares. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I I think having like a pretty journal can help, you know, something that you like on your nightstand um, or a journal that you find inspiring and pretty. Um, But just as you said, you don't actually need those. But if that's what's going to help get you started, by all means. Yeah. You know, something else also that just popped up when you said pretty journal, which I'm all for. That also can sometimes be an obstacle because what do you hear? I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to write the wrong thing. What if I don't have the right color pen on the right yeah. color page? Cause yeah. I wanted to color code it. What are, what are some ways that we can kind of debunk that like worrying of messing up? Um, well, hearing you say that it's funny. Cause I, I got, I don't know if it was a review or a customer feed, 
feedback or something. And the feed, the person said like this, I really love this journal. It's really well designed. It's really beautiful, but it's not too, I feel comfortable writing in it. And Mm -hmm. to your point, I feel like that was a really nice compliment because I was like, thanks. Like that that is the intention for sure. It's meant to be used. Um, But I would say that's something I've had to really learn to let go of, especially as a little bit, someone with some type A tendencies and liking how things look in everything. Um, And, you know, I don't know if I have any actual tips on that, except that it's like to just start. Um, For me, it's like, I I worry less about my handwriting now in it. And actually that's another great tip for someone who might be worried about, you know, someone reading it or not wanting to write down what they're thinking, like just scribble um, scribble out the thoughts and stuff. Um, because our, our brain works faster than what we can write. So it actually, if you're just writing really fast, like that's keeping up with your brain. If you're writing and worrying about your handwriting and how it looks like our brain is moving faster than that. Right. It's like less focus of the craftsmanship and more focus of the activity itself. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's any connection because I feel like, I feel like our generation specifically, probably some prior to ours. I don't know if you remember like diaries when we were little. (laughs) And I almost wonder, and I'm kind of curious if you've run across this at all. Is there any correlation with journaling? Because journaling now as an adult is the diary from when we were nine. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also remember it was like, secretive and there was a lock on it and yeah. it had to and it had like gold foil on it otherwise it wasn't cool and if yeah. somebody if your brother or sister found it and they read it like the world was falling apart like I, just, yeah. I don't know I just also wonder if there's a little bit of correlation between some of the stuff we're talking about today as an adult to what we kind of have compared journaling to as a child I'm sure there is definitely like you don't want your inner world revealed Um, but maybe as you gain more confidence in like your inner world and you're already bringing your inner world to the outer, then it's like, who cares who sees my journal? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And there's power and vulnerability, right? Like, I mean, your, your journal gets to be yours and maybe you do keep it in a space that only you can access. Maybe you leave it out on the kitchen table, right? Like to each their own, but there's something about being vulnerable, even if it's just with yourself, there's so Mm -hmm. much growth and um connection i think in vulnerability of being like okay this is a real human thing i totally agree and also someone like what you're writing might not make sense to someone else because it's your you know it's your inner world and your thoughts and stuff so there is also like i'm just thinking back on some of my my gratitude list is pretty straightforward but just thinking back on some of that like first section piece like the thoughts and stuff if it really is just a brain dump it might not make sense at all right right so as we start to round out today are there any other tips or prompts that we've not yet covered that you would like to share with our listeners um sure yeah i have a lot of favorite prompts i mean i share kind of the the basic ones, like I feel I release, I'm grateful for, I don't know what to write. Um, But if you're looking for like to dig deeper than that, some of my favorite ones are, um, I'll share three. 
The first is thinking about a situation or an experience where you moved through fear um, and really reflecting on the outcome of that situation or experience and thinking currently, is there anything that is now holding you back due to fear, not circumstance? Um, The second one is thinking about your like uh, the last time you felt just at peace and content, reflecting on that situation, what were you doing? Where were you? And how often do you experience those feelings of peace and contentment and, you know, really assessing how can you bring that into your life more? And then the third one, just touching upon if you reflecting upon a goal that you have set out for yourself and did this goal happen? And then if not, why not? And if so, like what were the steps? What was your frame of mind? Like what actions helped you accomplish that goal? And then if the goal hasn't happened yet, like assessing like, you know, why? Was it way too stretched of a goal? Was it circumstantial? Was it fear-based going back to that first prompt? Um, so those are three that I would start with. And I know that your um, your journal has all kinds of wonderful tools and, and tricks through it. And I want to make sure everyone knows where they can explore the beautiful product that you've created. So where can everyone connect with you online? Sure. Um, my website is blissed, um, B-L-I-S-S-D.co. And I would love to offer your listeners a promo code using the code gutsy for 20% off an order. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at blissed co B L I S S D C O. Amazing. We'll make sure that we have the links and that wonderful, generous promo code, um, in the show notes as well. I would love to know, Miss Allie, what does the word gutsy mean to you? Ooh, I think it means moving through your fears, tapping into your intuition, listening to yourself, Um, despite what might be going on around you or being said around you and moving through that. So trusting yourself and moving through those fears. Amazing. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with us today. This is a, this is a really beautiful exercise for people to incorporate in the world. And I love that you're bringing it to the world because you followed your heart's calling as well. So thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. A good journal goes a long way and could be a really cool sidekick in the Mindfuckery Workshop. I'm just saying. The next class runs February 26th through March 1st. And my friends, I have witnessed firsthand the profound shifts and impact that can happen in just five days. Register at lauraora.com and put in Gutsy10 at checkout to save $10 off of your registration. In the meantime, head over to social media. Come say hello. I am at that Laura Aura on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And as always, until I see you next time, stay gutsy.